on the on the PowerPoint behind me, the, there's a there's a picture of of really what I of all the good things I saw at Yes Weekend. This is really what you're looking for. Uh, th- these are actually some notes that Ava Stice took on Friday night of Yes Weekend. I saw this on on social media today, and I said, "How perfect is that?" If you wonder if our young people are learning. If you wonder if they're soaking things in, if you wonder if they have a lot of different colored markers, uh, I mean, it was just, it just kind of came out at me. That's what this is about. That's about this young girl who's hearing these messages from God's Word and singing praises to God and enjoying every minute of it. Can't you just kind of feel that in those notes that she was enjoying it? This is not mom or dad saying, write it down. That's not what that is, okay? That's encouraging. And I wanted to take a moment tonight just to kind of, I'm not going to review every lesson from Yes Weekend. Uh, If you were here, you heard them. And if you want to hear them, they're all online. Uh, So all that's there. But but I did want to take some, some of those points from that Friday night lesson to serve as an overview of some of the things that we have learned and we have focused upon and, and that all really begins with, with our theme, right? There in Hebrews chapter 12. In Hebrews chapter 12, it speaks of our Christian life saying that we are a people who are looking unto Jesus. I, I don't know that I could encourage each one of us enough to spend time looking unto Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross. It is this incredible burden that was placed upon upon the only man who could bear the burden. And He calls it His joy. It it, it was not easy, but it it was something that was joy and fulfillment of purpose in His life. Despising the shame He has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider Him who endured such hostility from sinners against Himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. See, we need to look to Jesus in order to keep us from becoming weary and discouraged in our soul. Every one of us knows the challenge of becoming weary. Paul would say, do not grow weary in doing good. Sometimes doing good can wear you out. Matter of fact, if you're not a little bit worn out, you might question how much good you're doing. How do you keep from growing weary? How do you keep from being discouraged in your soul? There are things that happen in everyone's life that are difficult, that are challenges to our faith. The Hebrew writer says, you look to Jesus. When we see people, when we see people who find themselves pulling away, pulling away from their faith, pulling away from their walk with Christ, can I tell you what the problem is? There's always something in particular Right? There's always some specifics of the situation. But I want to speak much more generally. The problem is they've stopped looking to Jesus. 
We focused on the problems of life. We focused on the situations and the unknowns and the difficulties, all of which are realities and will never go away, probably. He says, you look to Jesus. So if you feel worn out spiritually, I'm not talking about being tired. If you feel worn out spiritually, if you feel like you're waning in your life, look to Jesus. That's where you'll find, that's where you'll find the, the, the times of, of refreshing in your life. When you consider Jesus, as the Hebrew writer tells us, you go real heavy on Jesus. Well, one of the things he talked about during this weekend is that, you know, there were some people that just didn't want to listen. That, that's true today, too, isn't it? I mean, you think about the day of Pentecost. You think about the day of Pentecost. On, on, that, on that day, we read about it in Acts chapter 2, 3,000 people baptized into Christ. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that, I mean, we wouldn't know what to do with all those people. We'd have to eat lunch in four shifts, Okay. 3,000 people were baptized. Do you know that there were more people on the day of Pentecost who rejected Christ than accepted Christ? There always have been people who've looked right at the miracles of Jesus. They've seen lame men get up and walk. They've seen blind men stand up and see. They've seen dead people come out of the grave. And it did not faze them. Why? Well, well, the Bible says that it has to do with the hardness of their hearts. The Hebrew writer said in Hebrews 13 and verse 3, exhort one another, encourage each other. That's why we need each other, Dale, right? We have to encourage each other because sometimes Dale's having a rough time and sometimes Wes is having a tough time. But he says, Wes, you encourage Dale. Dale, you encourage Wes daily. While it is still called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. We've all seen it. We probably have felt it at times. I don't want to get hard-hearted. I don't want to get cold. I don't want to get cynical. But the only way that I want to keep from that is I need that encouragement from the body of Christ. And once again, that encouragement to look to Jesus. And to understand, I'm going to do everything that I can do to reach out and to encourage and to win souls. But you know, sometimes people still won't listen. And in and, and, and those cases, they're so sad, and, and we'll continue to reach out, and we'll continue to do what is right, and continue to be compassionate, but, 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 but I don't have to bear that burden. I don't have to bear that burden. You remember that song, you, you Never Mentioned Him to Me? Doesn't that song just kind of make all of us squirm in our seats? Because we're all, always thinking of people that we probably haven't mentioned Him to, at least I am. But sometimes it, it has nothing to do with the fact that we haven't mentioned Him. People have just rejected him. And that, that, that's a sad reality that the good news is rejected. I, I don't want that to be my reality. We need, we need those times of refreshing that come, that come from encouragement from each other to look to Christ. Even and maybe especially when people just don't want to hear. Th- th- thirdly, this is three out of four points. right? If you want me to preach longer, just let me know. Okay, you can raise your hand or something like I want more. Anybody? Michelle, Ronnie, they're going to stone you after services. (laughs) All right. We haven't had a stoning in a long time. We may get tonight. 
but 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 to understand, I I, I love the way I, I love the way that Andrew put this. That what is heavy on me is heavy on Jesus. He really just kind of flipped it, right? But 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 this but to understand that all those things that we're going through in our life that weigh on us, they're a struggle for us. I've often said we, when we we could start over here and we could just kind of go around the room. Everybody's got something. That reality that Jesus cares. God knows. Even those things that we don't share with other people. Some of us are carrying burdens that we treat them like state secrets because we're worried that people will find out that we have problems because we don't think anybody has problems. The truth is everybody has problems. There's a verse in Psalm 56 that where, where David speaks of God and he says, you, you number my wanderings you put my tears into your bottle. I mean, it's kind of this, it's, it's really this, this amazing imagery of, of a bottle that's set up on a shelf where God has collected all of our tears. And, and I don't think those have to be physical tears for us to understand what he's saying there. Does God know? Does God know what our middle schoolers are going through? Does God know what our high schoolers are going through? Does God know what our young adults are going through? Our parents are going through. Our empty nesters are going through. Our senior citizens are going through. Of course, He knows all those things. But it's not just that He knows. He cares. He cares. People don't always care. They just don't. To be quite honest, we don't always care. I think probably, there have probably been times where people have shared burdens with me that I'd... I'm going to tell you my very honest reaction was, why are you telling me this? Now, I don't, I don't want to be that person all the time, but I'm just, uh, th- that, that's where sometimes that comes, that comes into my mind. I don't know why you're telling me this. That's never God's response. He cares. That, that's why He weeps when we weep. Just as a father cares for their child. The things that are weighing heavy in our life are also heavy on Jesus. And then, of course, of course, that concept which led us all weekend, that the things that are heavy on Jesus, those are the things that ought to be heavy on us. Those are the things that we ought to care about. Jesus, very with great singleness of mind, was concerned about souls. For I have come to seek and to save the lost. He would feed people. He would meet people's needs. He, he would minister to people. But always with an eye to their souls. We'll see in a few weeks in our journey through the book of John that after Jesus feeds 5,000 people because they're hungry, and that's what you do with hungry people. He gathers those people together and he says, are you sure you're not just here for, for, for a meal? He actually says it. Not, not, he's not being mean or ugly, but he's saying, I, I don't want you just to be here for the meal. I want you to be here for your soul. Those are things that, weighs, that, that weigh upon him. J- Jesus finds himself there looking over the city of Jerusalem at the end of Matthew's gospel. And he says, and, he, and, and he, he weeps. 
Why does he weep? He weeps over the spiritual condition of the nation of Israel. When was the last time that we wept over someone's spiritual condition? Because that's what's heavy on Jesus. So we've talked about We've talked about the hope that we find in Him. We've, we've talked about the cross. We've talked about sin. Why? Because those are the things that are important to Jesus. You can, you can root for Alabama. You can root for Georgia. Jesus doesn't care. He doesn't care. You, you, you can live in this neighborhood or you can live in that neighborhood. He really doesn't care. You, 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 you can do this or do that. I mean, all these things that we, we spend so much time and effort and energy focusing on. And Jesus says, okay, whatever. Tell me about your soul. Let's talk about sin. And let's talk about salvation. Let's talk about the cross. And let's talk about sacrifice. Let's talk about where you've been. And let's talk about being born again. See, those are the things that are heavy on Jesus. And so that's why those things ought to weigh heavy on our minds. We ought to be thinking about the spiritual realities. Because when he sees you for all that he sees. See, he doesn't see what we see. He sees a soul. I must look in the mirror and I must see a soul. I must look at my children and I must see a soul. I need to look at my neighbor and see a soul because that's what Jesus sees. Jesus hung on the cross when all the world was against him. You remember what, what he said on the cross? It's kind of amazing when you think about what was on his mind when he was on the cross. I can just tell you, when you're hurting, it's hard to think about anything besides the pain. Isn't it? Some of you know something about pain. Maybe not crucifixion, but you know something about pain. When I, when I cut my finger off, it's probably the most pain I ever felt in my life. Um, n- number one question that I, I got from throughout the years is, uh, what did you say? Right? They want to know, what did you say? Well, uh, ouch. Yeah, <laughs> ouch. I think I said stupid, stupid, stupid. I know I shouldn't say that word, but it just it, that's what I was thinking. But it's hard to focus on anything besides the pain. You know what's really hard is to focus on others when you're hurting. If you've ever lashed out, even uncharacteristically, well, it's because you're focusing on your pain. And so all that stands in contrast to what we see when Jesus is on the cross, bearing the burden of the sin of the world. And, and, the, and the text says in Luke 23 that, that he looks out and he says, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Ms. Brenda, isn't that amazing? I mean, and you go forward a few pages in your Bible to Acts chapter 7, and people are throwing rocks at Stephen's head. Stephen, well, he was heavy on Jesus. He looked unto Jesus. And when people threw rocks at his head, what did he say? Father, forgive them. Ah, you'll never convince me that he's not thinking about Jesus at that moment. May we look unto Jesus. May we point others unto Jesus. 
May we be heavy on Jesus in our lives. Friends, if you have a need to obey the gospel tonight, to be baptized into Christ because you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, if you have a need to repent of sin in your life because you believe that Jesus is the path of holiness and that you have sinned against a holy God, if you have a need to bear your burdens and your anxieties before the Lord because you believe that He is the only one who can give you hope, if you have that need tonight, why don't you come as we stand and as we sing?